Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. I am so excited to have my mom, Carol Kenyon, all the way in South Carolina, join us today for This One Thing. Hi, Mom. Thanks for being here. Hi, Carrie. This is so exciting. So wonderful to see you virtually on the computer screen here, and I'm so excited to hear the wisdom that God has given you. I asked you several weeks ago if you would join us, and you said yes. I was so excited. I asked you to pick our verse, and for this week, you picked Proverbs 3, verse 5. So if it's okay, I'd like to go ahead. I'd like to read the verse, talk a little bit about the context, and then I want to throw it over to you because I want to hear the truth and the choice that you have for our listeners to make from this passage. This is some rich stuff. And this passage, Proverbs chapter 3, was written by King Solomon. And there's a little bit of debate by scholars. Some, some say that King Solomon wrote this specifically to his own son. But it's more widely received that King Solomon wrote this to the young men, specifically the men of royal status in that society in that time. He wanted to admonish them to not be caught up in the trappings of this world, to really set their heart and their affection and attention on the one true God. And there was a lot of distractions like there are for us today. And so he was asking them from the heart of a father to listen to his wisdom, listen to his teachings. And it's guessed, we're not sure, but it's guessed that this was written in the middle years of Solomon's life, where Ecclesiastes was probably written in his later years. So I want to read Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, we know what the word trust means. It means to be confident. It means to be sure of, to be bold and secure. We know what the word understanding means. It's knowledge. It's deep meaning or wisdom. But I want to draw our attention to this word heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Because in the Hebrew, the word is lebi, and it means not just our physical heart, of course. It means our will, our intellect, our feelings. It's the center of ourselves. He's saying, devote all of your trust, all of your being to the one true God. He is worthy of your trust. And he wants the young men of Israel to to truly understand this and apply all of themselves to the teachings of God's word. So let me read, just for context to set you up, mom, let me read verses one through four, the verses preceding our verse of the week. They say this, my son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years, and they will bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And then our verse again, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So if we're to summarize, not just this verse, but the context, he's saying nothing else is going to bring you fulfillment. 
Nothing else is going to satisfy you, not your riches, not your wealth, not your prominence in society. It's going to be letting the teachings overtake you. They're going to bring you peace and prosperity. It's love and faithfulness written on your heart that are going to give you favor with God and man. And the exclamation point, verse five, trust in the Lord. Because when you do and you don't lean on your own understanding, all of these promises in verse one through four will be revealed, will be fulfilled in your life. So mom, you chose this verse. And I love it because it's a parent talking to a child and you're my parent talking to your child. And I love that you picked this verse. And I'm so, I'm so excited to hear what this verse, Proverbs 3, 5 speaks to your heart. So share with me and our listeners, what is the truth that you pull out of this passage? Thank you, Carrie. And again, it's so wonderful to be here and to be able to hear your voice and just experience God's love through you. You are one of my treasures. I have five treasures, and you're my middle treasure. I have five daughters, and Carrie is our middle child, and such a joy. They all are such a blessing and a joy to us, and the biggest joy is that they all love the Lord, and they're all serving Him where He's planted them. So, Carrie, thank you for asking me to be here with you today. There are so many treasures in God's Word. As I go through my Bible and have my time with Him every day, I've got red scribbled here and there and everywhere because God's love letter to me just causes my heart to fill up and flood my eyes with tears constantly because to think that he loves me enough to send his son Jesus who we just celebrated rising from the dead because God loved you and me so much that the only way we could be drawn to him and have a relationship with him is someone sacrificed for our sins to give us this open door, this avenue, this incredible opportunity to have a relationship with the creator of the world that just blows my mind that we could be loved so big and so much. And so, um, yes, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are some of my favorite verses because as I Look at this, and God says to us, trust me with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You can't figure out life. You can't figure out how to solve some of those problems and the things that come into your world. But I'm your Abba Daddy, and I love you. You're my child. Will you just look up to me and say, Father, I really need your help right now. I don't know what to do with this. And we're all faced with situations like that all the time. But, you know, it's not an easy thing to say, okay, God, I trust you. Because we can't trust someone we don't know. We can't trust someone that we have no concept of, that we're precious to them. We have no concept of what they're able to do. And so, you know, that's the wonderful thing about reading Scripture. It's a picture of who God is. Jesus Christ came to earth to demonstrate who God the Father is. And when we read the miracles and the love that's displayed by Jesus in the New Testament, it's a picture of God. And my dear, dear friends, you are so holy and totally loved by the God who created the universe. And so can you trust him? 
I just want to share a couple of verses that quickly remind me of who God is. In Psalms, David said, Oh, I love you, Lord. You, you're my strength. The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my savior. My God is the rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. So when you picture yourself in, in those two verses right there and just feel this dome that's around you because God is your protection and your shield. He's the rock that's going to be a buffer between you and whatever is out there that you're afraid of. So, you know, that's a pretty awesome verse. And uh, in Psalms 37, 23, and 24, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of your life. Though they may fail and stumble, the Lord will hold them by the hand. Makes me think of being a parent. You know, when Carrie was little and her sisters were little, we'd go for walks, and I had a hold of her hand. And sure, she's kicking stones and stumbling and, and you know, about to fall many times on some of these family walks. But as long as I held her hand, I could whip her up and she'd keep on doing her stumbling and kicking rocks. But she didn't fall. And if we can picture God paying that much attention to us, this is the God that rules the universe, the God that takes care of every other person in the whole world. He's looking and watching you. He knows when you breathe. He knows what you think. He knows what you're worried about. And he says, no, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Can we trust him? I think so. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. You know, I think of a song that I love and uh, I just would like to share part of the, the lyrics with you. Larynell Harris, he sang the song, and we love this in our family. This is what it says. Sometimes life seems like words and music that quite they can't quite come together and make a song. So we cry inside, and we try again and wonder, what could be wrong? But when we turn to the Lord at the end of ourselves, like we've done a time or two before, we find his truth is the same as it's always been. We'll never need more. It's not in trying, but in trusting. It's not in running, but in resting. Not in wondering, oh, but in praying that we find the strength of the Lord. He is always there, no matter what. And he wonders, why aren't you calling on me? I see your worry. I see your struggle. I see your doubt. I see your fear. I'm here, my child. Ask me to come and intervene and do what I plan to do through this situation. Mm. I've allowed this so that we can be stronger in our relationship so that you can see how much I love you, how much I care about you, and that I just want you to be with me. So as we think about trust, you know, it's really the opposite of worry or fear or doubt. Are we going to trust God or are we going to stay awake at night and say, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? Have I crossed all my T's? Have I dotted all my I's? And I'm, I'm guilty about that because I'm one that's always 
making a list and planning how to do this and how to do that. But, you know, I always have to come to the place where I'm trusting God more than my ability to figure it out. So the truth here is that we have a mighty God. And if he loves us enough that he sent Jesus to die for our sins and to give his very best so that we can have a relationship with him, we can trust him with our whole heart. We can trust him with anything that comes up. So, yes, this is one of my favorite verses. I love that, Mom. That is so profound and powerful. I feel like I'm sitting at the feet of a sage. I love the picture here of Solomon speaking to the youngsters, you know, and now we're all sitting, you know, we're we're the youngsters sitting at your feet. And I just love the wisdom that God's given you in your 80 years. And thank you for pouring that out over us. And I love your tears. I love your passion for God's word. And as you were sharing, I was thinking, what would our world look like if the body of Christ was all as passionate about God's word and an intimate relationship with him as my mama is? So thank you for sharing all of that. Mom, go ahead and summarize for us the choice that you encourage listeners to make from this passage. I I felt you kind of hinting at it as you were sharing the truth, but go ahead and state it succinctly. Give us something to grab a hold of. What is a choice that we can make in this next week that we can make with you based on Proverbs 3 verse 5? Hmm. Thank you, Carrie. Yes, well, there's so many ways we could go here because this passage is so full of promise and and love and just God wanting our attention, our focus. And I think focusing on him, um, you know, that's so easy to say. And some people say, well, how do you focus on God? You can't see him. And I think it comes by just living with him. And like Carrie said, yeah, I've, he's blessed me with 80 years. Can you even imagine? And it's just gone by in a twinkling of an eye. Uh, I've had that many, many years to see God's faithfulness. And so many miraculous things people ask. Is this, does God still do miracles in this day and age? I can assure, he that, assure you that he does. Um, but I think uh, just, you know, what he's done in my life, but then in Scripture there is so much that he has to say. And I think of Peter. When he was with the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee and the storm came up, Jesus sent them on ahead to Capernaum and he was praying with the Father, spending time with him up in the mountains. And during the darkness of the night, this storm came up and the waves are washing into the boat and they're fearful for their lives and they don't know what to do because they're still out in the middle of the sea. That is a huge, huge, dangerous place to be then. But Christ was coming to them. And of course, Jesus, he can walk on water. And that's what he was doing. The disciples saw this this form coming toward them. And it was on the water walking. They had never seen anything like that before. And they're so afraid. They say, it's a ghost. But then Christ said, be not afraid. It is I. And he says that to you and me all the time. Do we listen? Be not afraid. I am here. But Peter saw them and he said, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come to you. Peter wanted to be where Jesus was. Did he stop and think, how am I going to get there? I mean, there are these waves and the wind and the white foam all over the place. But Jesus said, come to me, Peter. Well, this bold man of Peter, don't we love Peter? He's just so vivacious and does things without thinking. So he steps out of the boat, starts walking or probably running toward Jesus. 
But then I think a wave slapped him in the face, and he looked around and said, oh, my goodness, I'm out here in this storm, and he starts to sink. And so Jesus reached out his hand and took a hold of Peter and pulled him back up again. And I can just envision the Lord so tenderly putting his arm around Peter out there on that stormy sea and walking with him to the boat. They step into it. As soon as they step into the boat, the storm is over. So I would like to say to you, precious, precious ones out there, what kind of storm are you in the middle of? Is it family? Is it your children? Is it financial? Is it sickness? Maybe you're taking care of an elderly parent and it's so hard. What is your storm? God sees it. He knows. And he loves you so much. He wants you to walk with him, trust Mm -hmm. him through this hard time in your life. So it reminds me of a song that says, I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time, I don't know what to do. I will cast all my cares upon you. So we can trust him to encourage us and bless us, give us the strength to go on, and even more, give us faith. Give us faith that he hears us. Give us faith that he loves us that much to walk with us through whatever hardship we're in right now. So you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and Mm. never trust your own understanding. Yes, I love that. And to kind of summarize the choice that you're making for us, it goes back to what you shared earlier. Let's choose to be childlike in our faith, to be that man, to be that woman that says, Jesus, I'm going to be spiritually a child with you. I'm going to choose to stretch my hand out to you and let you hold my hand as I stumble through life. Jesus didn't promise that there won't be big rocks or big potholes on the pathway. But he said, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to carry you every step of the way. But are we choosing to let Jesus take us by the hand? Or are we choosing to live in our own understanding, in the context of what we know or what we can ascertain intellectually or emotionally? Or are we saying, you know what, I'm a kid. Jesus, I need to take you by the hand. Take my hand, Jesus, and walk me down this pathway of life. Because I need to trust you with all of my heart. And if I'm not extending my heart, my hand to you, I'm not trusting you. I'm instead leaning on my own understanding. Mom, I feel like we're just beginning to unpack some of the wisdom from this. If it's okay with you, I'd like to spend another week in Proverbs chapter 3. I'd like to actually dive into verse 6 next week. If you'd come back, that would be a huge blessing. I'd like to unpack this some more. And I really believe you have some real life application for us experiences that tie into the next verse, Proverbs 3, 6. So I'd love to have you back next week if you would. Would that be okay with you? Oh, that would be wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, let me pray. And I can't wait to have you back again next week. Thank you so much for the wisdom, the truth, the choice that you shared with us today. Thank you for your passion for God's word. It ignites a passion in me, and I pray that it ignites a passion in everyone out there listening to this podcast. Father God, I thank you that you are completely trustworthy. I thank you that we can lean on you, lean into you, and let go of our own understanding. We don't know how to walk down the pathway of this life. We cannot do it without you. I pray that we would be childlike in our faith this week, 
that we would reach out our hand and say, Abba Daddy, walk us down this pathway of life. You are trustworthy. You've been trustworthy in the past. I can trust you today. I can trust you with my tomorrow. I thank you for the wisdom, for the experience, for the passion for your word and a relationship with you that you have put in my mother. And I pray that it would convict us, challenge us, call all of us into more of you this week. We love you. We trust you. Thank you for being a trustworthy, steadfast God. We acknowledge that you are sovereign. We acknowledge that we need you today. I pray that we would be men and women that trust you with all of our hearts, not leaning on our own understanding. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.